today I give you a little insight as to how I got to where I am with my fitness and with CrossFit and how I became the owner of the best gym in Delaware, Ohio, Delaware Fit Factory, and how the community, specifically one guy that I met on the rower, got me hooked to the Delaware Fit Factory community and kept me coming back for more. Don't forget, like and subscribe. However you're listening to this, whether it be on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the other uh, platforms, and share this episode with somebody who might be going through some of the same things that I did. If you guys have any requests, hit me up on Instagram and Facebook at Delaware Fit Factory. And if there's anybody that you want to hear on here, if you want to hear their story, let me know. I'll try to get them on. We are on a mission to build better human beings, better movers, better thinkers, better lifestyle choices inside and outside of the gym. This is the Fit Frequency. If you had told me back when I was in high school or in college that one day I would own a gym and that I would have a passion for not only exercising, but for helping others exercise and helping others get healthy and get fit and get stronger, I would have laughed in your face. I would have told you to go pound sand and then I would have kept playing Halo. I would have had a couple more beers. I would have gone on with my day thinking that nothing had any consequences. So let's go way back to those high school days. I am a townie. So I own Delaware Fit Factory in the beautiful town of Delaware, Ohio, where I grew up. I went to high school at Delaware Hayes, uh, the most fitness or the most exercise that I got, at least in high school, was on the football team. And I actually didn't even play my senior year. Uh, I I was, you know, I played peewee football, went through middle school, and then freshman, sophomore, and uh, junior year, played a lot of football didn't really do much else. I did the weightlifting for football, but like I've mentioned before uh, in the What is CrossFit podcast, um, we didn't really have a whole lot of focus. We were in there. We did bench press. We did squat. And we did a whole bunch of curls. Uh, occasionally, we would see somebody do a, a clean. No deadlifts. Um, weren't very focused. It was more of a social thing. We went two and eight every year. And then my senior year, there were some politics involved. Um, I thought the coach was a great guy. Even though we went 2-8, and I thought he was a great guy, and uh, he lost his job. And I didn't think that was right. So I quit, and uh, I guess some would say that I pursued a skateboarding career. I kind of found that because it was all about me focusing on stuff rather than the team thing. And if I tried hard, I would get better. But really, in the long run, just ended up with some, uh, some mobility issues. Uh, I guess actually I got a little bit more agile and and had some body awareness uh, practice there. But anyway, moving on to college, uh, I actually went to Ohio University down in Athens. I studied video production and film. And again, the most physical activity I had uh, at this point, it was on the skateboard. I mean, I would leave class. I would roll around. I'd do my kickflips. I actually wasn't terrible. I could do some stuff on, you know, do some grinds, do some flip tricks down the stairs and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, it wasn't anywhere near, um, what, uh, the kind of stuff that I do today and that I show other people how to do every day. Um, 
health and fitness, it just wasn't really a concern. My freshman year, of course, I'm trying to impress all the ladies. Uh, So I went to the gym my first quarter and I ran on the treadmill and I did the bicep curls for about a week. I was one of those guys. Uh, And then I quickly fell into the college life. I did a lot of partying, played a lot of video games. And again, I did a lot of skateboarding. Um, I, I did go to class. So mom and dad, I I did actually attend class. (laughs) I did go and put your money to use, um, graduated with honors. I think it was like a 3.6 or whatever, but it was video production and film, a gym owner. Uh, You would think it would be something a little more health, fitness, uh, exercise, science, or even like business related, but it wasn't, um, graduated school, came home, got, you know, had some trouble finding a job, uh, worked at Radio Shack, worked at AAA for a little bit, ended up getting this job where it was technically in video, but man, I just had to get out of there. So my longtime girlfriend and I got engaged. And as soon as she graduated from Toledo, uh, she was offered a pharmacy job out in Las Vegas. And we took that in a heartbeat. We were young. We wanted to go have a great time while we didn't really have any responsibility. So we moved out to Las Vegas and we continued to do, you know, we continued to be young. We partied, we had a great time. Um, still played a lot of video games. I wasn't skateboarding as much. So if anything, my fitness kind of went down when we went, when we moved West, which is kind of odd because when you go out that way, if you've ever been out West, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in California, if you're in Nevada, Utah, wherever, if you're out there, that place, that part of the world, gorgeous. And there are so many parks that you can go hiking in. And I, we did, we went to a lot of parks. We did a lot of hiking and by a lot of hiking, I meant, I mean, you know, we would get there one day and we would go up and down and then I'd be exhausted. And then we'd go home and I'd play more video games and, you know, drink more beer. Uh, but while we were out there, uh, there were a couple times where I noticed that, what was I, 26, 27 years old? My health was not up to snuff. Um, you know, we were, we were frequently at nightclubs out there. We love, and still do, we still love, uh, electronic dance music, dubstep, uh, everybody at Delaware Fit Factory, I'm sure knows, and I'm sure is tired of hearing my dead mouse mixes and all that kind of stuff, but we were regularly in clubs. And when you're in clubs and you know, people, you've been there a while, uh, you start to get, uh, you start to get friends that invite you to those cool tables right up next to the DJ booth. We were actually a few feet away from Michael Phelps at one point and, and, um, you know, we were right next to stage when Afrojack was, you know, blasting everybody with the the bubbles and all that kind of stuff. Really, really cool. But they also had cameras there. And those cameras put everything, they put all those pictures everywhere. So there's several pictures of me. And, you know, I'm dressed to the nines. But I cannot say that I look good. I look, I look like I have a peanut allergy. Every every piece of me is just swollen. Like compared to what I look like now, like a big puffy cheeks, like I'm popping buttons on my shirt. I'm just kind of naive to the fact that I don't really fit in those clothes. And then, uh, we, for one of our friend's birthday, we, we went out to a lake. We rented a boat. We were going to do some wakeboarding. Um, 
a lot of fun. My dad taught me how to water ski and, and wakeboard when I was young. So hell yeah, I'm going out there and I'm exhausted. Like I get up on the board maybe two or three times. I try to jump once or twice. Like it's not happening. I'm not getting out of the water and we get back home and you know, everybody wants to come over, you know, have some drinks and play cards. I can't sit down. I can't lay down. I can't stand up. There's nothing that I can do without some severe back pain. And everybody's just kind of laughing about, you know, oh, he's so worn out from a couple of trips out on the boat. I was terrified. Um, you know, the next day I woke up, I had the, the doms. My legs were sore. My back was sore. My arms were sore. But like the pain part had started to go away. So my wife and I, we were kind of like, eh, whatever. Let's just, you know, we'll go on about our lives and just hope that this doesn't come back. Uh, things happen. My wife gets uh, transferred actually back to a town that's 20 minutes away from Delaware. So we move back and we buy a house in Delaware, Ohio, in the town that we both grew up in, which is awesome. But I continue to notice some more health concerns. Like I'm, I'm having trouble, you know, I'm huffing and puffing, getting up and down the stairs. So I try to start running more. I go to the Y, I try to lift some weights and all that kind of stuff. And then when we decide that we are going to not renovate, we're not going to completely redo the house. But I remember the big thing being redoing the floors. Uh, we wanted to put in some nicer looking floors because this thing was like cookie cutter house, crappy looking floor that was just kind of rolled out and stapled down. So we wanted to get some nice uh, hardwood or engineered hardwood, whatever you want to say. And I'm ripping up these floors and every time that I bend over to pull a piece of the floor up, I have trouble standing back up. And then I go to pull up some nails and I can't stand back up. Every time I'm doing this, in hindsight, I know what I was doing. Rounding my back. Every bit of force that I was putting on the, the boards and the nails was putting a sheer force on my lower back that I was not strong enough to handle. And uh, eventually, like that pain doesn't go away. That combined with being in a car as I'm commuting day in, day out down to Ohio State, I find out that I am having trouble sleeping. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm waking up in the morning and I'm popping as many ibuprofen as I'm, as basically the bottle says I'm supposed to, just to make it down to work at Ohio State. And then I'm coming home and I'm just trying to sit still. I'm not trying to do anything. When we go to see a doctor, we find out I've got a severely uh, hemorrhaged disc, a herniated disc. It exploded. It's pressing on a nerve, basically not making me not able to walk. So, uh, shit, like, what do I do now? About that same time, Emily surprises me with uh, the best news that I had received in my life to that point. She tells me she's pregnant. And my first thought was, I can't pick myself up out of bed. How am I supposed to take care of another human being? We eventually go see a doctor, and he's like, you know what? We can try physical therapy. I doubt it's going to work. We can try injections, but then you have to be back here in six months. And then we both just agreed that, 
you know, I might be in a little bit of trouble for the rest of my life, but if it's going to get me able to move and take care of this child that's coming, let's do surgery. Let's clean up what's going on back there and, you know, get me back to a functional human being. Um, so that happens. And literally after I have surgery, I go home, I, I'm in bed for maybe a day and I stand up and I walk around the house. Holy, holy moly, I can actually move pain-free. So the doctor tells me, several doctors tell me, I am never going to lift weights again. If I have to lift anything, it better be, you know, outside of the gym. I better be picking something up because I have to. And I took that as a challenge. I mean, any of our members know, uh, my wife will tell you too. If you tell me I can't do something, I now have a goal. And I don't know what it was about these doctors telling me I'm never going to lift weights again. Specifically, one told me I'm never going to back squat again. Which was odd because I, up until, you know, starting to lift weights, I I had never really back squatted since high school. So it's funny that he said you'll never back squat again. I took that as a challenge. So I played it safe. You know, it was just before Christmas when I had this surgery. Um, I decided I'm not going to work out until my birthday in May. I'm going to give it six months to heal. And on my birthday, I'm going for it. I'm running a 5K. And I, I remember that day one, I'm running. So I began to run a lot. Uh, we were actually only two minute, two miles, excuse me, two miles, uh, much more than two minutes, two miles from the Y. So run there. Uh, I get some curls for the girls, you know, do a, some dumbbell stuff, run home. And that would be, that'd be it. I kind of fell in love with jump rope, um, jumping, jumping rope as well. Uh, we had a nice unfinished basement. So I was able to, uh, my brother-in-law actually got me some weights he got me a bar, a uh, 300-pound set, so you know I was able to lift weights at home, um, and I, I went through every magazine of Men's Health. Like I was focused. I knew I had a kid coming. Um, I knew that I needed to turn my life around. I had kind of not been thinking about the things I was doing and those having effects on me later in life. So I really needed to do something. So I'm going through all these men's health magazines. I'm going through every fitness blog that you can find. I'm figuring out the coolest bodybuilding trends. I'm bench pressing. I'm doing dumbbell flies. I'm, you know, tricep extensions like eight days a week. Anything that I can do. I'm eating chicken and broccoli three times a day, logging everything, trying to hit like 1500 calories so that I can lose weight, still running like two to three miles a day. Insane. And I remember at some point, I actually still have it written down. At some point I got my body weight down to about 160. And I think I slept for 48 hours straight. The, like after I weighed myself, because I, I, the reason I weighed myself, I feel like garbage and I know I'm eating a bunch and by a bunch, I mean 1,500 calories. Yeah, 1,500 calories. Not really a bunch. But I'm telling myself, like, I'm eating enough to fuel myself through these workouts. I'm not burning that much energy. And I weighed myself, fell asleep forever. And that's when my wife chimes in, like, hey, 
you're not being healthy. So I decided to start eating again. I start looking at, um, I start looking at working out as less of a lose as much fat as possible, as much body fat, less like that and more let's eat to fuel my body. Let's lift in a manner that is going to help me when I'm not lifting. Now, basically what I just said was I I started to look at things as more of a functional way. So I started doing less bicep curls, tricep extensions, and I started doing more squats. I started doing more uh, compound lifts. I had no idea what functional movement was. And I thought CrossFitters were weirdos who took their shirts off and did all these crazy, they'd go outside and flip a tire and do a backflip and then throw some weights off the roof and watch the barbell bounce around. Like y'all are crazy. I'm not doing that. And then my brother-in-law came over. I don't know why he was in town, uh, but he came over and he was like, Hey man, let's get a workout. And I was like, all right, it's shoulder day. I got lat raises, front raises, reverse lat raises. Like I got overhead press. I got, I got all these shoulder workouts. We're going to do shrugs. And he was like, okay, we'll do that. And then we'll do my workout. So, okay, dude. Who's ready to just, let's let's rip our shirts off and get all excited and then flop around like a fish when we're done. So we get the dumbbells out. And this is a 12-minute workout. So I kind of chuckle like, okay, we just lifted for about an hour. And he wants to finish up with a 12-minute thing. This is his whole workout that he brought to the table. 12 minutes, dumbbell snatches. So we're picking this thing up, and we're going straight overhead. We're not pausing at our hips. We're not pausing at our shoulders. We're going straight overhead, six on each side. And then we're lunging down the driveway, lunging back. And then we're doing 10 push-ups. We're going to do that as many rounds as we can in 12 minutes. I think I got two to three minutes in and I might have collapsed. Like you might as well have just you know, grabbed it. I thought I was going to throw up. So Tim running circles around me. I'm just barely, he, he might've gotten, I mean, it's a 12 minute workout. He probably got 13 to 15 rounds. I'm struggling to get like seven or eight. And that's when I realized like, okay, I can take these dumbbells and I can do a strict press more times than Tim, but he just wiped the floor doing this competitive little exercise. I got to try this stuff out. So the, the next thing I know, I'm reading about, you know, what is CrossFit? Is it really just flipping tires and hitting things with sledgehammers or is there really something to this thing? I, I start to do many little circuits in the basement, in the backyard, um, start doing burpees, start enjoying burpees. And then in 2017, I think it was probably about, uh, I want to say it was about December, November, December, 2016. My brother-in-law says, you know what? We got to do the open. You and me, like you keep training the way you want to train, but you and me are going to do these workouts that are picked by other people. One of them a week. It'll be a little friendly competition. He is very competitive, by the way. If you can't tell, bocce ball and fantasy football 
and CrossFit, they're all on the same level. Tim is a very competitive guy. Love it. Also sometimes hate it, but I'm glad he was able to push me with this. So the 2017 Open rolls around, and I have done nothing but solo CrossFit workouts. So I'm all in my garage, and I managed to build this box, and thank God that I did because 17.1 is an ascending ladder of reps, dumbbell snatches, and then 15 burpee box jump overs. So it's 10 snatches. Then the burpee box jump overs, then 20, and then the next round was 30, 40, and the last round was 50. There's a 20-minute cap, and I watched the announcement. Tim sends me the link to watch the announcement, and I'm watching it. Pat Vellner, uh, he's he's big, but he doesn't, look, he doesn't look like an animal. He gets it done in like nine minutes. Like, okay. Well, I'm thinking like it'll probably take me like 12, 13 I'm going through this. I'm exhausted. I look up at the clock as I jump. I get down on the ground, get up, jump on top of the box. And as I fall down from the box jump over, the very last box jump over, the clock says 1930. I'm struggling to see the clock because I'm dry heaving. Another another punch to my ego. And another challenge. Like, man, I am not nearly as I am not as fit as I thought. So this is, this is driving me. And you know, this is, this is what March of 2017. Um, we also have another baby on the way at this point. And so my birthday comes around and Emily's like, Hey, what do you want? And I was like, babe, I'm, this is the weirdest thing, but I'm just tired of working out in the garage by myself. And she said, well, that sucks. Cause I'm not coming out there. Cause you can be kind of crazy. Like, no, no, no. I want to try the CrossFit gym here in town. And so she gets me a membership to Delaware Fit Factory. Uh, my first class was, it was like, uh, there was a strength portion of snatches. And I remember that I, I actually somehow got 155 overhead. And it was the ugliest thing in the world. I think it was probably the second or the third time I'd ever snatched in my life. And then after that, it was like a Curtis P, which is like a front rack lunge on each side, an overhead press, and then a snatch, and then ascending um, burpees over the bar or something like that. And I killed it. I killed it. I went in there like I was, I was terrified. And I went in there and I like I got the same score, uh, not the exact same, you know, but I was right I was hanging up, I was hanging in there with all the guys that were at the gym. And in that same class there was probably like four or five women that were just like snatching like a like a boss, like getting down on the ground and hopping back up, jumping over the bar. And I remember during the warm up, this is probably what hooked me. So if you're listening to this Sean, Sean Franks, thank you, but we're warming up and I sit down on the rower and Hey man, welcome. This is going to hurt. And I kind of laughed and was just like, yeah, man, I haven't sweat in a long time. I've been, you know, just doing the bro sessions in the garage and he kind of chuckled and we just started rowing. And that is what, that is what hooked me. I was part of already part of this community. First day, part of this community. And I was thankfully, 
whoever the coach was at the time, they they were able to scale it so that I felt like one, I got a great workout. And two, I wasn't ostracized. I wasn't isolated, you know, just barely getting through one round. I got through the same number of rounds as everybody else. So I was hooked. And all of that summer, Monday through Friday, every day at 6 a.m., I was there. And it was awesome. And then Peyton was born. Uh, things got a little hectic. Um, I ran into a lot of trouble with work at that point, bounced around to a couple different jobs and, um, somehow fell into the world of social media marketing, um, in the bad side. There's a good, a good and a bad to every story. And with social media marketing and people figuring out algorithms and hacking and all that kind of stuff, I, uh, I, I don't want to say I align myself with, but i I started working with a lot of not so great people. Um, managed to get out of that job, find another job that was a little more stable, a little more corporate. But the schedule was bad. The environment was toxic. You know, people would clock in and they would immediately start complaining about their job. And that was about the time that I started to get into podcasting and, you know, mindsets, like the growth mindset uh, specifically and like, being really, really responsible and creating your own life. And, you know, you are responsible for everything. So I decided to take it into my own hands. Um, and I took a big risk on another social media job. I, I kind of believed what was going on um, with this other guy. Learned a lot. Uh, it was... It was a good paying job, learned a lot about podcasting, learned a lot about a lot more about social media. Um, but even that came to an end. But during that last job, that is when I had the flexibility, the, the time to work from home. You know, I got the work done and then I was able to come back to Delaware Fit Factory. I was able to start working with the people who helped me fall in love with CrossFit. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another, I started coaching. And then I, uh, I started to take on some more classes, um, met more and more people. I would sub as much as I could in the evening classes, which I rarely got to coach. And then I think the big thing that really got things moving in the direction uh, towards where they are today is Eric, the previous owner of the gym, decided that he didn't decide. He he and his wife and their daughter took a vacation over Memorial Day weekend and deserved they deserved it. They had I mean, how many years had they missed Memorial Day weekend because they gotta have the gym open on the weekend and then they gotta do Murph on Monday. So I took the lead on that. Uh I think I did a great job. I actually found a, a sponsor. We had a beef jerky sponsor for our Murph uh event for Memorial Day, which was awesome. Um and then conversations just started and it wasn't that Eric wanted to shut down the gym or wanted to get um get out of it I mean every every Delaware Fit Factory member will tell you that he still comes to class he's actually covered me a couple times uh, we just had a recent competition on a Saturday that I went to and he covered all the Saturday classes so he's still very much involved but he needed his life and 
I just kind of picked up the torch and I kept going forward. He turned on his new adventure and, uh, and like I said, now I'm carrying the torch. And I think that it has been one of the most, probably one of the best decisions I've ever made next to marrying my wife and, uh, deciding to, or I guess <laughs> deciding, I didn't, I didn't decide, but having our two beautiful daughters, this is next to that. This is the best decision I've ever made because I've never felt fulfillment every day. Like I do now. I am so tired sometimes, but do I want to stop opening up the gym at 5 a.m. so people can get better? Whether that's stronger, whether it's healthier, or they just need to come in and blow off some steam and get mentally better. I love it. I love screaming at people when I want them to get off the floor because they're using the burpee as their rest. I love, you know, trying to scream trying to get my Ric Flair woo in there when somebody hits a PR, but my voice is shot because I just coached three classes already today. And I love it when somebody is struggling and struggling and we see it over a three to four week period that they are working hard to get over that hump and they finally do. Like in 20.4 this year during the open, the fourth workout of the open, how many people PR their clean and jerk? Man, that workout did a number on my vocal cords just because I was so pumped for everybody. I've never felt fulfillment like this. And so that is, you know, how I got to where I am with CrossFit, how I got to where I am with Delaware Fit Factory. Long story, I know. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, the little insight on my journey. I really want to get some other members in front of the microphone. I uh, want to interview them, ask them how they got to where they are. And then if you happen to know somebody that is in a situation similar to something that one of our members has been through or uh, anybody else that I might be able to interview for that matter, maybe you can share that episode or share my episode. Uh, on that note, do not forget to like, share, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this with, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Overcast, whatever it is. And uh, leave me a review. If you got some extra time, leave me a quick review. And if you're not driving, take a screen cap. Put it on your Instagram story. Put it on your Facebook feed. Also, if you got a request for the show, got any questions or anything, find me on Facebook. Find the gym on Facebook and Instagram at Delaware Fit Factory. Shoot me any questions or any requests you might have. This is the Fit Frequency. Catch you guys next time.